0: This episode is brought to you by the Wellness Company's Elevated Energy product. It's a formula that contains natural ingredients researched for their ability to support mitochondrial function, which increases energy levels in body cells. I've been taking this, and I swear by it. Get yours for ten percent off by going to twc.health/coffee. This is the Meet Me for Coffee podcast. You know what? Over the last, you know, ten years, for World Rock Countdown, discovering breakthrough artists, um, and this could be one of them uh, from Vancouver, Canada. Um, I say that because there are listeners from around the world, India, you know, Australia, Argentina. Um, you got to listen to these guys. They're called Two Shadows. We got Glenn here. How's it going, man?
1: It's going good, man. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show, George. Uh, very much pleasure. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the coffee themed show this late in the evening up, uh, you're three hours ahead of me. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're past the coffees possibly, but. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it's, very it's pretty exciting. cool because, you know, coffee brings everybody together. When you, you t- have a sip of coffee, you sit down, whether you drink coffee or not. I know I'm going to say coffee a thousand times now, but you meet someone, oh, you're, love it. you're pretty much on their level, right? So you drink coffee, obviously. How do you take your coffee?
1: I'm uh, bl- black. How else? I've <laughs> <laughs> I've flip flopped. I mean, uh, up in Canada, the the iconic Tim Hortons double double played a role uh, when I was in college. That was my my fix. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I started. I tried like more, you know, higher end coffees. Dare I say, or like nice coffee. And I kind of with a lot of stuff like that, I don't like to taint the flavor. I like it uh, coming out as is. Also, I'm lactose intolerant, so that when that kind of came up, I I switched off of the milk. And then I wasn't really going to just put sugar in the coffee. So I just kind of adapted. And now I just, I'm obsessed with black coffee. I can never put anything in my coffee now. Maybe I could do like an Irish coffee, you know, maybe a little bit of that Bailey. Uh, you know,
0: well, they, they call it double, double, like the half hour squeeze, right? Like you're you pretty much have that's to you know, nice. wash them almost immediately. Right. So
1: that's true. I, I haven't heard uh, the half hour squeeze, but I, I definitely can. Uh, it is true from experience. It's definitely true.
0: I, I always like kind of like picture like somebody like you know like you get wet towels and you you twist them. That's kind of like how your body. So the
1: coffee does to your inner organs.
0: Yeah, man. Right? Um, and the one of the things that really disgusted me was the actual fact of watching somebody make an iced coffee for me at Tim Hortons, and like when that first came out, they were just pouring like like a heinous amount of cream in the coffee. Yeah. And I asked the lady, "Is it is this like mine?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I don't want that. I don't even." Want like, Why'd
1: you do that? <laughs>
0: yeah, like that's that's that is the regular iced coffee. You go order an iced coffee, they'll just pollute it with that, and that's not cool, man. Uh, uh, so mm-hmm. I, just, I take it black, uh, whether it's iced coffee uh, nitro cold brew, uh, whatever it is, man, it's the best way to do it. And I know there's places, especially out in BC that only want you to drink it black. Um, and they, they, well, look at, uh, they frat upon you when you, when you don't. So, um,
1: true. some coffee shops don't, don't mess around. Definitely yeah. make sure you you're briefed prior to going to these coffee shops. Cause yeah. uh, you don't want to be that guy, you know, you, you ask for a little milk or a splash of whatever. And then, you know, you get the stairs, it's not yeah, a good place you,
0: to you don't, you don't want somebody re- reaching over the counter with a paddle um, <laughs> cracking your yeah. ass. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to have you guys on the show. I, I went through a, a few of your, 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 songs and I, I, I think emotionless and white is a cool comparison For people who want to get into you guys right now because like it has that that tinge of that that feel right um of course you guys have been around since 2015 i believe
1: uh yeah it's been a a bit of a blurry kind of origin story but it really kind of got going around 2015. i actually joined two shadows in 2018 Um, but we kind of like did a big, big switch up. Like we were really kind of underground band, different sound, different people. And then in 2018, uh, we sort of like figured out what we wanted to do and what we wanted to say and what we wanted to sound like and stuff. And sort of like, uh, you know, we switched it up and kind of, that's when we, you know, got our music like published in a record deal and kind of like, you know, started with a clean slate just to, uh, not muddy the waters, uh, for our own like artistic, satisfaction, I suppose. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Motionless and White. That's like, they're kind of the kings in the genre right now. You know, it's just they they're they're very good. Um, and uh, yeah, we, that name gets thrown around a lot. Um, a lot of the interviews that I've done, a lot of people mentioned the, mentioning Motionless and White and their rad, their album, like their last few albums too have been crazy. So it's like, you know, you do this kind of like this genre, a lot of that darker themed kind of music. You throw on the the eyeliner. It's like, let's go. It's a big kind of uh, big community there. So it's, um, it's cool. We didn't think expect that we'd end up kind of lumped in that category and like lo and behold uh you know life's crazy and here we are so it's, yeah, uh, it's very you awesome almost,
0: you almost got to ask people what you sound like to, like who do they relate you to because like yeah not market yourself properly um you're That's from right. Vancouver uh how has the Vancouver you know homestead played a, a feel and in influencing your music um and in your career <laughs>
1: nice question um i mean it's uh what influence does it hold constantly yeah, i don't know but it, it's had a big influence in the sense that uh so uh, my bandmate trist uh he grew up in a town called fort st john in northern bc uh like northern bc it's like 12 hours like directly north of vancouver approximately maybe even more i can't remember should have asked him <laughs> he was just here but uh he moved down to vancouver to do bands and you know kind of try to turn it up to the next level it's hard to stay in a small town when you're doing music you kind of eventually need to go where like the industry is and canada's kind of got like vancouver and toronto like really so um yeah he was there in vancouver and then we started working together i was in calgary in alberta and more in the interior and then i uh when we we locked it we had the the plan was set i threw all my crap in my car and then bailed down to vancouver and i've pretty much been there since so um the city has kind of been the place like the two shadows uh like melting pot if you will it's where everything kind of has come together and it's where we met uh the guys in rock shop records our record label and like the Union, of course that we've done like a couple songs with and uh i mean everything's sort of happened for us here like we've made it down to the states and you know it's it's been really awesome there as well but i'd say the uh the real foundation of uh us as a band all took place in vancouver in some way or another so it's Um, yeah kind of crazy I never I never would have thought I always wanted to move here one day when I was a kid I grew up in Nanaimo like across the Georgia Strait and I was seeing Vancouver and I was like oh I want to move there someday and then life's crazy and all of a sudden here we are hey
0: that's an amazing story Uh, you know Vancouver always rainy um, fairly expensive Toronto is a uh, big hot spot for music especially around Canadian Music Week Um, and also Montreal Montreal is like it's the craziest metal band city I've ever like every band I've heard from out from there, you know maybe you just because like Instagram and MySpace is just showing me them back in the day. I oh yeah, loved man. One of my buddies plays uh, in the band called Cryptopsy, and uh, he's the vocalist yeah. of that band. And I give you a shout out, Matt. Um, he's uh, also the host of Vox and Hops, uh, the metal yeah. podcast. Well, you know what? Every time I I listen to a band. I have a band on the show. I have to go research them. And one of the things I do before I go look at a band, I go on YouTube. I find a live recording of them playing and then I justify as to why, you know, I'm going to interview this band. Right. And um, you know, it it was pretty interesting to see you guys play. Uh, Can you share a memorable moment from one of your live performances that maybe changed the way you guys look at yourselves?
1: Ooh, good question. Uh, we, so, oh man, we've, so many shows that we've played. It's been like our first time at all these cities and it's, it's so crazy. I think when you play a show and city for the first time, like it's so unique and like, there's really nothing like it. Uh, and it's, it's like, there's the, you know, so many things come to mind. I'm like, whoa, like overwhelmed trying to think of it. But, uh, one, one story I've been, uh, Telling a bit, I guess, uh, trying to think of some good examples now. Being asked, but uh, well, the first time after we blew up on TikTok, we played a show, and that was the first time. This was in, uh, uh, uh Port No Salem, Oregon, in the states, and it was the first time that uh, fans like sang the words back, uh, uh t- to us, like when during our show, and that was um, that was a such a cool experience. I'll never forget that. Um, like we played, uh, we played a lot of shows, and we did a U.S. tour. And like nobody really knew who we were and it was still a lot of fun. We made a lot of great friends and um, it was the, the best time ever, honestly. And then uh, after uh, the winter and we spent a bunch of time on social media and then we had success in TikTok, we went back out and that was like the craziest experience. And like specifically this show is at the Infinity Room uh, in Salem, Oregon. And we've actually, we went back, we played another show there because it's just like, we just love that place now, kind of from this memory. But it was just the energy in the crowd never... felt that before i've been able to you know feel it since in other places but just when you have so many people they're so stoked and like they know the words and they're screaming and you know dancing around moshing and stuff uh like and just we're all feeling like the energy of like the songs that like me and trist wrote there was like that was insane like you know that that's a standout moment for me i mean it will be forever i'm excited to something something to happen for something to happen that's crazier than that but currently that's i'd say my number one favorite thing on stage so far was that show just shocked me so much i was like no way
0: i like that memory you know why because it means you're onto to something uh number two it's a very emotional feeling right um you have the adrenaline going through your body and then people start singing your, your music back to you i've had that happen with one of my bands in the past and nice. it was a surreal feeling right and um it's crazy man <laughs> it's a very emotional feeling right
1: Yeah, it's like a like almost a validation, not even a validation. It was just kind of like like like, oh, wow, like these people like really like they they care enough to invest their own time and energy in like, you know, the same stuff. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Like this is like my biggest passion. They, you know, really show they have that same passion. And it's like this, uh, you know, kind of like relationship, friendship, kind of like bond that is just it's so unique to to music, I think. And, um, I don't know. I just never, like when I, when I personally started doing music, I didn't necessarily expect that to happen. I kind of just love doing it. And like, whatever, if people like it, cool. If they don't like it, cool. Um, and it turns out they actually really like it. And that's just, is the most flattering thing in the world.
0: Yeah. But also people are seeing your lyrics back to you. They're actually, it's something is happening, right? Something. Yeah. Uh, people are taking the time to listen to you. TikTok is TikTok is a freaking monster.
1: Right. It's crazy. What a what a platform, man. It's the Wild West. At least it has been for a long time. Maybe now it's kind of like it's changed. It's got a little bit more like organized and, you know, people have tried right. to make rules and that's just the way it is. That's what happens. But yeah. it's, it's been a, the Wild West of social media for a while, I think.
0: Well, for bands, for especially for me, it's hit and miss. But like, if I keep pushing and pushing, it starts to like really rev up the engine, and uh, it's something that we 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 need because I, I don't think we've had anything like this since MySpace, where it's like you post, oh yeah. people listen to your music, you know, um, and then it gets passed on and on. Uh, who are your favorite That's influences? Me. Your favorite bands to listen to growing up? Um, and uh, what are some of your your fondest memories of your first concert
1: oh oh nice um okay well uh my favorite my favorite band yes yeah, if you talk to trist he has such a diff- different answers but my, my favorite band ever is uh, probably opeth um not similar music style but like the the dark kind of like sinister atmosphere is a big inspiration for me like i love how they do it and i kind of you know i like to you know be inspired by them in my own way and then like another band uh, that I really like a lot is three days grace um you know some fellow fellow Canadians we played a show in uh queensboro with a venue that they used to play a lot when they were starting up which was rad Wonderful. and uh, they were also my first concert ever when I was uh I was um I don't know, in grade seven however old you are when you're in mm-hmm. grade seven I out to uh I traveled from uh, nanaimo where I grew up down to Victoria bc and saw that show it was uh, three days grace the used and default so it was a killer lineup yeah back in like 2000 uh, maybe it was 2000 this was in 2007 actually and it was yeah kind of like shocked me uh, it was just it was just so cool um, seeing them and like being in that concert experience you know it's sweaty hot floor kind of thing and um, yeah they just rocked and that band is just they nonstop bangers they're so good and um, I love that they're my first concert
0: yeah um, I've and, seen them live too I've seen them with Adam Gontier like like at the very very like were when the good life came out, they had like a, that's
1: the same tour. The uh, life starts now album tour that was in like 2007, right after one X, just so when that album came out, yeah, but yeah. I've never seen them with that uh, with Matt. I've never seen them Matt. Um,
0: yeah, Matt, I, I saw him with dark my darkest days and he was fantastic. Yeah. I used to talk to him back in the day. And, um, I think my band actually played a show with him with, with his band as well. At, at some point, nice. but, um, even now they still have some bangers, right? It's, it's just like it, you can, if you're a good as a songwriter and you're a good, good musician in the band, you, you can just bang out great songs and they don't have to be complicated and whatever like that. And I, I originally saw three days grace with Seether and a Conoline crush.
1: Like, oh, savage. Yeah. It was,
0: <laughs> it was like ridiculous. And, um, it was just when I was going to college and then the year before I believe it was Alexa's on fire and the cancer bats or something like that. Like they would bring some pretty rad. Bands.
1: Nice. <laughs> That's, That's funny. My uh, guitarist on tour, we always, uh, we're getting ready for a show. Like the two of us, if we're DJing, we'll always throw on Cedar. Just yeah. like, you know, sing. like either it's like the, the vocals too are kind of like low enough in my range that I can kind of just be like, kind of hang out and singing some Cedar songs really badly. And it gets my voice kind of like, you know, in the zone for a show. So yeah. I always, I always think of that now, and I think of Cedar. I love that band. though. they're so good.
0: One of the the most underrated bands, um, in the history of probably Canadian music, uh, is Evans Blue. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys before.
1: Evans Blue. I don't think yeah. I have.
0: Yeah, actually. man. Uh, just, just unreal. Like, um, uh, they ended up changing up their their vocalist for, for right now, but the original records were just holy crap man they would go and tour like breaking benjamin and like the one show that we played with them they had like and you're you're talking about a guy who grew up in a small town like seeing um these guys pull up in like a tour bus like the monster like energy symbol on the side the bus and like (laughs) like it is like what you know
1: that's uh, sweet. I have heard of that that band name. It's more familiar, like, the more I think about it. They have at least, like, one super big hit song, I yeah, think. I must have. It's called Cold. Um, Cold. Mm. I gotta, uh, I gotta look it up. I know I know this, though. It's, like, it's so familiar.
0: Yeah, but then they had, like, the new vocalists come in, and they had a, a song called This Time It's Different and, like, stuff like that. He's good, too, but, I mean, the original yeah. singer with all those songs, like, Bag, and, like, <laughs> they did, like, a... Um, uh, Sarah McLaughlin co- cover, and like it was oh, cool man. Honestly, like I would check that out. The, the one album's
1: yeah. called Pursuit. Pursuit uh, Oh, I'm yeah. so familiar. I oh, wish I uh, if I wasn't using my phone right now, I would uh, my phone out and I'd be like looking it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: it's it's just like holy crap. Like, um, and you know what? So many great bands out there. Some bands like the Philosopher Kings, which I had to chase down, um, you know gerald eaton you know a few years ago and and get him on my show the singer one of the greatest singers of our gen our generation overlooked um those guys you know went to produce like people like canaan and all of that and right um so like okay. you guys can be the next big thing man out of vancouver and i really believe that um yeah
1: thank you we're we're trying that's uh that'd be that'd be a dream come true but uh you know we we will not be stopped so i mean hopefully it keeps going on this upward trajectory but yeah. uh it's been we've been really spoiled the last bit for sure
0: yeah so mad god what a pretty killer name you know for a song a pretty standout song um let's talk about it like the meaning behind it
1: yeah, man. Um, so yeah, it kind of started off with uh this uh, uh Phil Tippett movie that he that uh was done. It's a crazy movie on um, their studio. They make like monsters for uh movies. They've done like so many movies and special effects and stuff like that. But um it was kind of a passion project, like no talking, just like puppets, it was a super gnarly movie. It's like got this crazy like dystopian existentialism, apocalyptic nihilism thing going on. And uh, I just had such a vibe and I watched it with Trist and we were like kind of working on music around the time. And we that we were just so inspired by the movie that we uh, we were just like we let's, let's see if we can like take this like vibe and this atmosphere and then uh, do a song uh, kind of like based off that or inspired by it. And then um, it was the easiest song we've ever written. Like we both knew exactly like how it needed to be. He sent me an instrumental track. I sent him back this like the track with the, all the vocals on it pretty much as you as you hear it. Uh, and the final song and um it was just so cool it's fun to make and it's yeah our our version like I tried to keep the same like um uh, like themes and like perspective that, that the movie did but I kind of spun it in my own way and like talked about stuff that's more that I like know more about that I don't know a lot about movie monsters and things like that mm-hmm. as you know as opposed to more real life stuff that I usually sing about in songs but um yeah I kind of put it in more of like an addiction lens but the song the song itself is it's like about kind of like escapism and you know, escaping from reality and how people will uh, be it in like prescription medications, or like, you know, uh, addiction, or even like, you know, video games and movies and stuff like everybody, people who have it all all want to like escape, and like, free their minds to not be, uh, you know, centered in reality. And it's not not even necessarily a bad thing. It's just this interesting phenomenon. And I kind of like, instead of, you know, calling it out or making a statement about it, it's more of a observation kind of theme where it's sort of like, hey, look, isn't that interesting that that's going on? Like, I like it's always been going on and it's still going on and it's maybe even going on more. And like, that's, isn't that something? And I'm very, I don't know, fun topic. I haven't tackled the themes like that in a song before. And it was a lot of fun because it was, it was nice to not have to like, make a, like a big statement about something. I just was able to kind of like, you know, tr- uh, stream of consciousness kind of thing. Um, and it was, it was cool. And it was just a, it was a vibe and that's what the song was supposed to be. It was just a vibe. And we uh, were really proud of how it turned out and everyone's been stoked. So we're, uh, we're, we're really happy with, uh, with how the, the song has been received and and all.
0: Yeah. It's a, definitely a banger and stuff like that. If you head on over to your two shadows, Spotify page, you can check it out there. Um, also the Boulevard of broken dreams, a cover of green days, uh, Song there. Um, let's talk about the decision to cover that song because um, it's bringing a lot of traffic to your page. And I've been noticing it as I've been kind of watching and going back uh, to your Spotify page. The numbers are going up pretty drastically on that song. Um, yeah. Well done, man. Well done. <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. It's, uh, that, that one was a surprise kind of, I didn't, we didn't think it was gonna, I mean, so it's our, our second song to ever hit a million streams, which is so cool. And, um, I don't know. I, I think we, we really spent a lot of time on it because when we, uh, first went into the studio working on that, that first album, um, it was like, it was known that we had to do, there's gotta be a cover song on there. That's just, there that was part of the, the plan that we all talked about or like, we're going to do it. And it was like, what song on earth are we going to cover? And it was, you know, we're, that was a very, it's a very defining release for us because no one had really heard what Two Shadows sounds like. So we needed to get like the right cover and then like do it the right way. We didn't want to just like play a song and release it in like our sound fonts. We thought that was like kind of lame. I don't, I'm not a big fan of covers like that. And um, yeah, we tried a whole bunch of songs. There was, there's was a lot of, uh, of, of ideas on the cutting room floor for this and then i i don't even i think tris brought up doing boulevard of broken dreams and he it's really funny because he did the first version of it and it was like kind of had like a dubstep electronic flavor in it it was really weird and then uh me and our our drummer at the time went in and we kind of reapproached it we like took the tempo down and then did more of like uh like a vibey like piano-y sort of thing and then uh, we ended up putting both of the ideas together Um, And just got this weird, like weird sound. And it's like, it doesn't even sound like Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Like there's so much going on and it's so different, but that ended up being exactly what we wanted. And then um, honestly, all the pieces alone were so weird. And we were like, is this good? I don't know. And then finally, when we heard it all together, when it was like, we laid it down in the studio and listened to it for the first time we were like wow this is actually really cool and we we're, we're so proud, really proud of that cover
0: you better be proud of it like it's <laughs> oh, thank if you. you're proud of it already you better be proud of it if you're not cuz it's it's fantastic not everybody does a cover and does it well makes it their own you got to make it your own you can't play it the same way um, you got to so many people just phone it in right and this is not a phone in this is a Pretty good. This is Uniquely uh, Yourselves, Two Shadows. Man, it's been great. Oh, thank, thank you so much for joining us um, for this episode of Meet Me for Coffee. You just heard Glenn from oh. Two Shadows. Awesome band from from Vancouver. Um, you want to say anything else, man, before we let you go?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I guess uh, stay tuned on the Two Shadows socials. We're all up in that uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Two Shadows official um and check out our patreon we're just starting to do uh patreon so all of our uh outtakes behind the scenes clips from tiktok and you know little uh studio moments so it all it all gets dumped into patreon so if you want the deeper look check that out and uh stay tuned for some uh some more music and some show dates uh coming up because that's what we uh that's what we want to do this year that's what we're working towards so uh yeah stay tuned folks and um yeah yeah thanks so much for for having me on the show man Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Meet Me for Coffee. If you
0: liked what you heard, please subscribe, share the podcast, and follow us on all our social media pages. You can check out meetmeforcoffee.co for more information. Until next time, friends.